Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan, and I'm working at... An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everyone. Chuck Bonniewell, Julie Hayden, Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show. Truth straight up. Truth straight up. Happy party Friday, everybody. The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture, and Chinese Medicine. Um, We're going to have at the bottom of the hour, a commentator, Patricia Antone, come on. I don't know if you guys like us, we saw, did you see where Ken Buck was saying, um, oh, we want to use the 25th Amendment to get rid of Joe Biden. You're like, what is, what is up with Ken Buck? No one thinks he's actually conservative and has conservative values and is doing that. And she has a pretty interesting theory on it. So we're going to have her on. On there, but once again, it was Fannie Willis court day. Fannie Willis court day. Chuck, yeah. Yep. Chuck was busy, busy doing his legal analysis um, to himself and me. So, <laughs> I should give it out to the and universe, the but universe. Uh, be joining others. But again, um, at the end of it, so it was sort of closing arguments. The um, final summation. Final summations. Okay, but yeah, and and the judge said basically in a couple weeks. He'll, within a couple of weeks, he'll issue yes. a decision on whether she should be disqualified but or not. It was fascinating. During the couple of days of taking testimony and all that, certain lawyers led, and then they drop out when they did really shitty or something else. Uh, but normally, if you start out the case and you ask most of the questions, you do the, the final uh, summation stuff here. Yeah, I mean, so they start out, um, the the woman attorney... Um, Who was Fannie Willis's attorney. No, no, no. She oh. was... She was um, Ashley Marchand. Um, and she was pretty good. Um, she was representing the Trump defendant. It wasn't Trump, but another one. Um, she was pretty good. Um, but she didn't appear at all today, in huh. part because they attacked her the day before. Who knows? She had her husband, who was mediocre, um, and he gave about 10 minutes. And then Trump's attorney came on, uh, who's been doing a good job on Cross and other things. He was mediocre. And then a new guy came up, white hair, hadn't seen him before, hadn't talked, knocked it out of the box. He just <laughs> bam, bam, bam. There's six bases uh, for the appearance or the propriety of interest. And he was just enormously good. I mean, he just went, whoo, there's a lawyer. Um, and then they went over to the state. Now, Aaron Cross, who was Anna head, Cross, Anna Cross um, had headed up for the state, but she'd done one thing. She had gotten Bradley um, on a cross-examination who was really trying to do a her as much good as he could and she just butchered him uh said you know weren't you fired for molesting not just one little girl but two little no um, it was sexual assault on a co-worker right same thing okay um no difference no no uh, worries about libel here but anyway, oh, I yeah. going that guy here. doesn't have to worry about libel the lawyer, but go ahead <laughs> um and and uh so she's she sucked so bad they didn't let her come back no, they didn't let. She wasn't even in the courtroom. Yeah, yeah. And, and so they have this kid who comes up. He he doesn't know what he's doing. I've never seen a worse summation in my life. Halting, unable to answer questions. Uh, well, and we have a sound with him. Yeah. So I pulled some sound where somebody was posting. This guy's name is Adam Abate. So he is Adam Abate. 
just blew his career. Yeah. I mean, he was the worst. He's got to go into wills and trust law or something, but he's not a litigator. Well, I'm just, just facing this up because I've covered a lot of court cases and it's not unusual, I would say, for the judge to throw something or something to come up that the lawyer wasn't prepared for. But usually what lawyers do is they frown. Yeah. They frown concernedly, right? They turn and, and they, they walk. They, and... they kind of look like it's a stupid question. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. the judge kind of, but this guy just looks like, what? You know? Yeah, yeah and, it's, and then he pauses way too long. So if we could please play the soundbite from the Fannie Willis Kate Thomas. Um, what I would say is misstates the law as it relates to uh, what the law uh, or what is required in order for uh, an elected district attorney uh, and their office to be disqualified. And what I would submit to the court is... Let's go, let's go back to that. Show me how. Yes. Show you how. So I think the first one they cited was battle versus the state. Certainly a conflict of interest or the appearance of impropriety would be the grounds of disqualification. Well, there are a number of these cases that seem to exclusively rely on the appearance of impropriety. Right. So I think they acknowledge that there's some ambiguity here, that sometimes Whitworth and Whitworth gets cited to Ventura, and we've got this quote that comes up where it's just they only cite to an actual conflict that must be involved. They, they acknowledge the ambiguity. You're saying there's no ambiguity whatsoever. I, I am. Um, I'm not sure what I'm saying, Your Honor. No, he no, should no. have just left him. There. No. He should have just let him just sit there for five minutes. It's, we had, it's, he didn't yeah. even know what the question is because he didn't know he was dead. I was watching this. He was clearly he was scrolling down his screen, right? right? He didn't have anything memorized. He didn't no. have any notes that he could kind of flip he back through. Reading. Yeah, I mean, that's what I saw reporters when I was a reporter doing it, where they would do live shots on their phone, right? And they would have the thing on their phone. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's what happens. If something happens, it throws you. That's right. It's, it's, a, non, it's a nonsense thing. But, but he, he was awful. I yeah. mean, he was like, and he asked, well, how can an incredibly important case down Georgia, can you have somebody this? This awful, and I'll as they have maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Fannie Willis is a DA, Chuck, I mean, you got to wonder what did he ask him on their bar exam questions? It's uh, like, so they, I like went on a little catch, check all of the circles that have stoplights in them. Yeah, and if you could do that, you get to be an attorney in yeah. Georgia. Well, here's what happens if you have a case that's going absolute like shit, which this one was going, nobody wants to destroy their reputation by stepping in and getting smacked. Nobody wanted right. to go down there and give the funny So everybody said, Bob, no, I know if I got to get my hair cut. And, and uh, well, maybe you could bring in Tom. No, I'm gone. Uh, long weekend. So everybody in the office, you would not want to appear because you had such an awful, awful case to present. And so all they were left with is kid who obviously wasn't intended to do it at the beginning. So he's typed it all up. And, or and someone it, gave it to him, and these are your talking points. Oh, and, man, was he awful. It was yeah. just so embarrassing. Be embar- One years ago, I was covering a case, and um, it was – the uh, it was an eight and I forget the guy's name. Who was it? It was a it was an AT and T case. When it was Ma Bell, right? It was a giant complex civil litigation kind of thing, right? It had been like a massive like four week trial, and the reporter who'd been covering the trial was sick that day, so that me they sent me down to cover the verdict, right? And and I'm like, I guess kind of experienced court reporter, and I figure I can kind of wing my way through it. And so so the, they're starting to think, and unbeknownst to me, there were like 800, not 800, but but like 40, literally like 40 different 
verdicts, right? Oh so for at first, they're like, you know, on count one, not guilty, for count two, not right. And all of a sudden, halfway through, they're like, count 48, guilty. And I'm like, what the frick? So I go out to do my live report, and I just say, well, there was a mixed bag. <laughs> and so then the anchor says to me, well, Julie, was it mostly good or mostly bad for people? And I, I mean, I wanted to say, I have no clue. You guys threw me out here. I have no idea what I'm talking about. This is, everyone just go back to doing whatever you were doing. You, so I kind of could relate to that kid if they just threw yeah, it at you him. You could say, well, if you got convicted on any count, it's not good. It doesn't matter. If well, you're not- I know, but you know what I mean? He was asking for analysis, which is annoying because he knew. But at any rate, um, um, the judge said, you because I wanted to talk about some of the other things, because yeah. this is a very good week for Trump and, and America First people, I think. So the judge said sometime within the next two weeks, he'll... He'll come up with stuff. Um, other good news, though, I think the lawfare cases were never really intended, I don't think, to withstand the scrutiny of a courtroom. They were just supposed True. to. Well, I mean, but they were the major point was to try to intimidate Trump and to hurt Trump. With no, 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 no. There was to get him before well, uh, un, un, unfair judges, which happened up in New yes. York, happened in Washington, didn't happen in Miami, happened in in Georgia. And they just hope no matter how bad the evidence is, they convict him no matter what. Which has happened happened in in the New York fraud case. It happened in the. But the main lawfare cases are starting to crumble because what happened this week is the Supreme Court said it would take up the question of presidential immunity. What that means is Jack Smith's January 6th thing against Trump is probably going to go to trial after the election, right? They're not going to get to it before the election. Also, what happened. Well, but also you have to wonder. Well, it depends on what they decide on immunity. Well, right. I mean, it could go away completely. But it, and if, if you're the lawfare, you know, anti-Trump people, at the worst case you have is it comes after the election, which is, of course, pointless for them. And Nikki Haley, by the way, who's complaining about how long it's taking. The other thing yeah. is, is the um, in the Florida case, there was the, the uh, um, documents case, Judge Cannon, they were in court today. And she's a Trump appointee. She's a Trump appointee. And the Jack Smith, um, what's his face, wise people were trying to say, well, we need to have a trial July 7th. And she's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. So that's been delayed. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court is poised to rule anytime soon, I think, on the Colorado ballot issue, which is like, because that what that Illinois traffic judge, literally a traffic court judge, took Trump off the ballot in Illinois. That's what we've come down to. Um, And that's likely... I mean, right now, all the legal experts are saying it's going to go away. Um, the other thing on the obstruction charges, right? The Justice Department made this massively uh, incredulous leap as to what's obstruction, and the Supreme Court is poised to rule on that sometime soon. And again, the legal experts expect that to be thrown out. I mean, so I think a lot of the lawfare stuff they have is crumbling. And in the meantime, Trump is, now this is Bloomberg, and again, polls, you got to always take with a grain of salt. They have Trump up in all of the swing states. All seven, yeah. Right? So the lawfare, not only is it not working with the people, because I think they were hoping that they could just talk about this and not have to worry about the border, not have to worry about inflation, not have to worry about the fact that Biden is is incompetent. Um, and and in the end, I just think they filed so many fake, fraudulent, corrupt lawsuits. Well, cases. Someone out, they've got you know four hundred million thing, and that's and that. Well, he says he'll. I mean, I mean, really, do you think he's going to end up having to pay that? Maybe. I mean, who knows? Well, uh, it, it, it's been a hassle, which it has done. But I think it's been much. Now he's going for the, the, the criminal case where they say, "Well, you you uh, 
didn't fully disclose that this money went to a stripper or something. I mean, I, I, yeah, I was saying it was campaign donations, even though it occurred before he was actually even campaigning. Right. right? right. So, but again, I think they were hoping that all of these lawfare cases would be crippling to Trump. And instead, it's just been like, it's just an annoyance, right? It's like those those video games that Rev plays on Meta where, where you go. far from over. It's far from over. No, but in the meantime, though, I'm just saying it was a very good week for Trump. I think, I think. But let me go. We had a ton of comments. Let me go back and to get this Um, from Sandra. I keep forgetting to ask regarding our intro um, after how long. Chuck, is the woman that looks like Lady Bird Johnson your mother? That's your mother that's in the, but yeah, for you in the graduation. That is his mother, her name, Lucy. Lucy. That's right. Okay. Then Jacob, happy Friday. Something I read. If the Democrats' new Green Deal eliminates cows with gas, who will be the new hosts on The View? <laughs> then Sandra says, Jacob, LOL, so good. I needed that. Um, and then, um, let's see, Sandra, attorneys, associates are in big trouble because you know they're the ones that did the research. Um and then Jacob, remember that Fulton County is the home of Matlock. And then Leo says, well, that lawyer can always go work at an AT&T store. That's right. No, he couldn't. Yeah, yeah, no, they would they, They'd want faster answers than that. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's, well, they can have a, they should have had like Google AI do it. Yeah. Or, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Although that hasn't been going that well. But I think though, and this has just been my, initially, I was way back when concerned about all of these law cases, right? And, but as time goes on, um, the absurdity of them. And I think even if, tell me what you think about this, even if the judge does not take Fannie Willis off the case, and I think there's a significant chance he won't. I think there's like an 80%. Yeah, I think there's a significant chance he'll say, well, this looks bad and it seems bad. The but to- totality is circumstances. Everything, I'm just going to leave her there. I think the whole thing, and she has been exposed as such a corrupt joke that well, the whole Fulton County DA's office is a corrupt joke. Right. And so in the end, it, I think the PR value, anyone paying any attention is just, this is yet another, like the Jean Carroll, right? What a goofball she is. And they warned him all of these cases over and over again. It's shown these are people who are, they're just persecuting Trump. They're just doing this because this is Trump. Um, and I think that Americans, there's still a bunch of us out there, right, who are like, well, that's just not fair, <laughs> you know, and that's just not right. Um, and then they make it harder when, you know, because Trump, when he says, you know, when he talks about he's being victimized by this, he's right. It, yeah. It's hard to complain about saying, oh, Trump's just a whiner. It's like, well, no, look what they're doing to him, well, right? It's been, this is what they do in third world countries is what we've become. Well, and there was another hearing that a ruling that came down today, and this was from, I think, two Clinton and one Obama appointed um, appellate court judges that said, so some of the January 6th judges, the D.C. district judges, right, have been um, putting in um, for people with nonviolent January 6th convictions. And that's just right now to say all of those are bogus to begin with, right? Um, but the ones that were convicted, some of these judges were using- Add-on sentences. Sort of sentence enhancers, basically, yes, right? Yes. Making what would be a misdemeanor saying, well, I'm going to call this like a mass murder conviction right, right. And, and adding that. And the judges in these cases came down and said they couldn't do that. So that's going to well, affect, it's been but, t- 10 years, not 22. Well, years. yeah, but I mean, still, it's, I don't know. I just sense there's a tide turning. At a certain point, I think even some judges are like, we just all look like pieces of crap. Yeah, do, do you know what I mean? And I mean, again, in Illinois, literally an Illinois traffic court judge 
threw Trump off the ballot. I mean, what a what a joke is that, right? Um, so, and hope, hopefully, the Supreme Court now the Colorado primary is Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, you know, so I'm not sure what's, but I don't know. I would imagine the Supreme Court would rule. I guess they don't really say when they're going to rule, do they, or do they? No. Um, so we'll we'll know on that. Um, and then from Jim Jackson on the thing, there's um. They will play the race card and keep her on. From Jacob, then there is a little known story that Jack Smith is a federal employee and not eligible to be an independent prosecutor unless he's voted in by the U.S. Senate. Um, Well, the whole thing, I mean, would it it really shock you if all of a sudden you realized um, that he's not even a lawyer? (laughs) You know, not not really. Um, One other thing I wanted to talk about here, too, um, the whole border thing. And I mentioned this before. It's interesting when, again, when I was a reporter and there'd be a crime committed by an illegal alien who had been arrested, deported, arrested, deported, arrested, released from jail, like the guy who killed Lake and Riley. Right. Um, we were I, they wouldn't let me say that it was an illegal immigrant right. because they said. But now that's changed, too. And that's being reported wild widely. And Biden, but also, the, you know, uh, on uh, Biden's one, they refer to him as newcomers. They they call them newcomers. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> it's accurate. It's accurate. They're newcomers. There we go. Well, so Biden went down to the border where there weren't very many newcomers coming in anymore because he was going to the border there, right? Trump went to the border where there were a ton of newcomers going in. I don't know if you saw the video where he waves it. Yeah, yeah, they all wave back. Yeah, Donald. <laughs> um, but just as so sort of just the the different and the the Democrat Party, it's just like the whole Palestinian. Israel thing, they're kind of screwed there because the the bigger, you know, the majority of Americans feels one way, but the mass, but the deranged progressive radicals in the party feel another way. And there's no really crossing that, right? Yeah, the only crossing is is when they lie. Right. And, and, And they're so good. I mean, Joe Biden just lies. It doesn't matter. But all these things, and they had, I don't know, Murphy of of Connecticut. And he he was going, um, you know, that bipartisan border bill to take care of all this, but Trump really just wants to make the thing worse. And they just lied. And no one even believes that. But so here's what Biden is forced to do. So they go down that both Biden and Trump were at the border yesterday. I'm in very different places under very different circumstances. And Biden, knowing that he can't actually talk about the border, turns it into a whole climate control thing, climate change things. And Trump actually talked about the young woman who was murdered, not because she was a solo female athlete, as you know, the Associated Press would have you believe. Newcomer. Because she was attacked and brutally killed by... A, oh, she wasn't a newcomer. She no, was no she was newcomer. killed by the newcomer. But if we could so to just listen to the way Biden talks and then Trump talks, if we could please play the Biden-Trump sound bites. The idea there's no such thing as climate change. I love that, man. I love some of my Neanderthal friends uh, who still think there's no climate change. Well, my administration is going to keep building on the progress we've made fighting climate crisis, and we're going to keep help folks rebuild themselves just one week ago a beautiful 22 year old nursing student from georgia was barbarically attacked almost unrecognizable while she was out on her morning run she was a morning run she was doing a keep herself in shape she was a beautiful young woman she was a great person best nursing student there was i spoke to her parents yesterday they're incredible people they're devastated beyond beyond belief but she was beautiful, just so beautiful in so many ways and brutally 
assaulted, horrifically beaten, kidnapped and savagely murdered. The monster that charged, uh, charged in the death is an illegal alien migrant who was led into our country and released into our communities by crooked Joe Biden. He's crooked. I took the name away from Hillary. I mean, so who do you think American people are relating more to? And did you see those poor Border Patrol people, agents standing back there? They weren't even Border Patrol agents. They were like paid actors, I think, because the Border Patrol was like, you've, you've abandoned oh, that's, that's climate change. That's the thing. What the frick? I, and I imagine that his staff must have said, we can't actually go down there and talk about the border because we can't say we're going to do anything. Yeah, blame it on, blame it on. Well, they didn't even blame it. He just kind of randomly started talking about climate change. You know, I saw a Babylon Bee picture where they showed all these ballot drop boxes at the ballot (laughs) at the border. And it's like, I mean, that's what if you're Biden, you can't go down there and say, you know, look, this is part of our plan to take over the country and to destroy elections even further. So get used to it, folks. And if a few hundred or more people have to die if denver has to furlough its own employees if your city illegal alien employees right yeah exactly who you know again they're gonna what they're gonna hire some illegal alien cartel member who's been deported multiple times is wanted for murder back in whatever country he came from and he's going to be working at the kids section of the library i mean i mean like seriously that's what denver's plan is yeah well i shouldn't say that they're like oh, that's a good idea julie yeah. um you know and then you got to wonder why donald trump is is winning and why the border issue if they had just been a little bit more clever they could have continued just sneaking people in and they could have no, continued they, they don't to make care. it they don't care they just how do we get 10 million people in well and again you look at the redistricting and they're like that's cool yeah, yeah i mean you know we're going to redistrict we're going to put all of them in certain places so they're going to have 80 congressional representatives right. and all of you people have like one um uh, and, and i i don't know it, it's on one hand alarming to me because I'm, I'm not sure if they're stupid and they just or you know what i mean or they actually are just really smart and they know that they've got the system beat so much it doesn't matter Whatever. you think mm-hmm. um is there any hope then? No. <laughs> well, Chuck, it's party Friday. So we're party gonna, Friday. We're gonna yeah. Move on from that, Chuck, because Chuck's not being bad. We want to talk more about, you know, should I play the Italian TV? Yes, one? yeah, okay. we need that right now. Okay. A little upper. We have Patricia Antonis coming up, so we want to save room for her. This guy, this is hilarious. Uh, and in a way, it's kind of depressing because this is what the rest of the world thinks of us. Accurately thinks <laughs> Accurately of thinks of us. Um, um, oh, yeah, this is Jacob. Maybe the federal government should do the Denver thing and cut Biden's hours down to zero. They are down to zero, Jacob. They are down to zero. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. Um, but anyway, this this is a hilarious video. This is on Italian TV. It's a spoof of Joe Biden. Um, Thomas, if we could please play the Italian TV Biden thing. This is just funny. It's not the subway, non è la metropolitana qui, no, no, no. What's your name? Con chi parla? Eh, Mr. President. Eh. My name is Joe Kennedy. No, Biden, lei è Biden. <laughs> Biden, ma con chi parla? Oh, certo, prego. Ecco, se riesce, eh, 
if you, if you can no, 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 no sta girando su no, no, Mr. President no, not turn, no, no, you have to no, my name is no, Joe ma l'ha già salutato <laughs> isn't that funny <laughs> sadly it's true sadly it's pretty true though I don't think <laughs> Um, anyway, that was just your party Friday thing. Um, I think I saw Patricia come on. Is Patricia, are you there in the Zoom meeting? If you are, you can go ahead and turn your camera on and unmute yourself. Well, hi there. I didn't turn my camera on and I'm afraid I, um, my camera is not working. I don't okay. know right. what the deal is with that. So I'm sorry about that. No worries. No worries. I do that sometimes too when I have bad hair. <laughs> so. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Patricia Antone, she's a commentator, has her own podcast, which we'll let you tell her about. But she had, and, and, and I had two people, by the way, um, two friends send me links to your column saying, oh my God, this is a great concept. So we were all kind of wondering, and Chuck and I talked about it when earlier this week, you know, Ken Bach, who is, well, and I'll let you explain your column, all the things he's voted against, suddenly out of the blue, decides that we should use the 25th Amendment to get rid of Joe Biden. We're like, what's up with that? I mean, it's reasonable, but it's like, but that's coming from Ken Buck. It's like, did Liz Cheney call him or something? And then you have a very, very interesting theory. Um, Patricia, why don't you tell us what your theory is, at least your question about the whole thing is? Well, I think it makes sense to question it because he is the same guy that basically refused to call out Mayorkas on all this bi- uh, border stuff that we are talking about and uh, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't even give so much as a slap on the wrist um, to, to what's her name? Uh, uh, Rashida. And oh, all yes, of them. So, so right. yeah. So given, given that it, it's hard to trust that this is a goodwill attempt, even though we all agree that, that Biden isn't competent to, to be a president anymore. So we get that. But I think that there's something in it for him. And, and I think that probably it benefits the Democrat Party, as did his votes not to call out Mayorkas, as did his votes not to call out Rashid, uh, you know, Tlaib and all that. So, and, or Schiff. So I, I think that it does benefit. And I think the reason it benefits them is that they are completely underwater on this border thing and on so many other things. And so this distracts, you know, plus it gives Biden a pass. Biden is now they're they're tightening the case against Biden in all of this um, in, in his influence peddling. And right. uh, in Hunter's Hunter's business dealings and all of that is that's tightening. And it's a good case now. And it's a matter of record now. And it's getting out there in a manner that's not getting adequately censored. So it's getting into the public domain. So I think that is another reason that that uh, perhaps they're like looking to shield him from from uh, accountability to that. Oh, I'm, I'm also <laughs> if they actually did it, the, the Democrats could put somebody else in. Right. Yes, well, they could and they will. I think they will. Yes, exactly. And you're saying, and I think it, I mean, this is very clever, you Patricia, because we read that and we're like, I think you're absolutely right. Because when, well, at least potentially right, because it's very difficult if you're a Democrat to propose that, right? That doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. But if you get yeah. your good buddy and apparent yeah, Democrat operative Ken Buck to propose mm-hmm. it, and of course exactly. Republicans would be happy to do it, right? Um, mm-hmm. All of a sudden now you get rid of Joe Biden. <laughs> well, and I've even heard on, on the social media boards of people saying, oh, well, Ken Buck is on the right side of a thing for, for oh, once, sure. you know? So it's fooling a lot of people who don't look look deeper and say, what is in it for the Democrat Party? You know, right, and what they, right. they get to jettison a big fat problem 
and then start fresh. We've breathed new life into the Democrat campaign if we can get rid of Joe Biden and drop in, say, Michelle Obama, you know, hey. yeah. or, or well, whoever. And I think, you know, because the Democrats that could go Jared back Polis. and Jared, yeah, Jared Polis. I think oh. there's there's a lot of um, conflict, I think, within the Democrat Party. I mean, all of a sudden, Joe Biden is not getting the pass that he used to get on stuff. And it's clear no. people are questioning it. And mm-hmm. yet, you read things like, who are they going to get, right? I mean, it would be, normally it would be easy because they could put Kamala Harris in, but she's like even more unpopular than Joe Biden. Michelle Obama probably doesn't want it. Otherwise she would have jettisoned in by now. But I think you're right. And and again, you know, Mitch McConnell would be happy to help the Democrats too. Um, And I think that- Gavin Newsom, you can see that Gavin Newsom is is interested. Exactly. And so if you have- they've been putting feelers out too. right. Well, mm-hmm. who knows? I suspect there's a secret Democrat primary going on. But I like what you say. It's because initially when I saw that, I was I almost retweeted and thought because saying Ken Buck is doing the right thing for once. And then I stopped myself because I'm like, wait a minute. What am I not getting here? Because it's yeah. like, why suddenly is Ken Buck? I mean, he's been against the January 6th people. He's been. I exactly. mean, so, you know, I, I mean, against anything that the Republican Party is actually trying to accomplish. Um, and he's willing to be one of one or two votes against the Republicans. And, you know, he's not running for reelection, but if he were, he would literally have to run as a Democrat because he has lined up with their causes and their ideas so much. So right, yeah, he would literally true. have to run as a Democrat. And you're right. So if they can use this and if they could get the Republicans on board and they could and the Democrats would say, oh, well, we were overwhelmed. What could we say? Um, And all of a sudden, boom, they get rid of Joe Biden. Or at the very least, this is the other thing I think they have is they have the threat. Right. If they can convince Joe Biden um, that they being the people who are actually running the Democrat Party, that he's about to be ousted. I I think that might work, too. I don't know that they do. Do you think I mean, Patricia, do you think how how would they communicate that? Well, they would just start filing it. Right. And they might not but have to actually go. Anymore. Well, someone would read, Jill would read it to him. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they wouldn't even have to carry through with it. They could just make the threat credible. Um, and you're right. And it's sort of like that solves all the Democrats problems. Whereas if you're Ken Buck, the point right now is like, no, Ken, leave him in place. He's the best thing that's happened to Donald Trump. Right. Well, not mm-hmm. the best thing, but but right now. And so, yeah, typical Ken Buck. And he's like, oh, let's get rid of the you know candidate that we want to run against. And that's put a significant candidate in there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We've already suffered all the damage that that having a senile president can inflict, basically. We, you know, 95 percent of the damage that could be inflicted by doing such a stupid thing is already in the bag. So it's, we're not solving a problem by jettisoning just before he faces our opponent. Right. So I think that any, any Republican that, that looks at this move right now would have to conclude that it's like, why now? Right. Well, you're right. It'd be kind of like to throw in a sports analogy. It'd be like if so, if the Broncos are playing the Chiefs and Russell Wilson is our quarterback and all of a sudden Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes said, let's go get, I don't know what, you know, the best quarterback out there back and put them in and replace Russell Wilson, because that would be more fair. It'd be like, exactly. no, it's like, no. You That's a good analogy, Julie. That's a good analogy. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's exactly like that. You'd be like, would be like, oh, it's so unfair for us to play Russell Wilson. They, don't have yeah. any, they have no chance with Russell Wilson. <laughs> Let Patrick play both sides. Yeah. I mean, it's like you're right. Why would Ken Buck want to get rid of the greatest liability that the Democrats have right now? There you go. That's a good. That's a good summary of the question. Yep. Yep. And and so once you've asked the right question, then coming up with the right answers is pretty much easy, actually. 
Yeah. Well, you were brilliant though. You're the only one who I saw that did that. And seriously, I had two people. So what do you think? Cause you're from, well, tell us how actually made that you're from Colorado and you have right. a, a, a podcast here too. And I know um, when, when we were on 710 KNUS, I think we had you on the show. What mm-hmm. do you think happened to Ken Buck? What went wrong? What went what, what, what? Some neurons. I think the, the same thing happened to Ken Buck that happens to a lot of these people that go to Washington and they get caught up in the ruling class mentality that says, what can we do to establish or keep keep the established ruling class healthy and, and going forward at the expense of the rest of the nation? You know, basically they are interested in preserving establishment ruling class. And yes. so, yeah, I think that's that's what ends up happening. He's headed from here probably to K Street, where he will be handsomely rewarded. So, you know, that's that's kind of well, the path. Here's here's my theory, and, and we know Ken a little bit. Um, we were around Ken after he got his second divorce, and, and we'd go to parties, and he'd always be looking for somebody to date, which is never easy when you're in your 60s and stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, looking around, he finally found Ted Trimpa's associate, just a hot-looking girl. Ted Trump is like a, a key Democrat yeah, national strategist. Huh. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. I didn't know this. And and so, oh, he was so happy, but after a while, she dumped him. She kind of went, ah, I, can get a, I can get a 40-year-old. <laughs> um, and so she dumped him. And now he's caught in Washington, D.C. If you're, if you're a, a conservative in Washington, D.C., you're not going to get a date. So he's just doing so, this. Is all yeah, trying, Ken Buck's trying, trying to get a date. He's just trying to get anybody. <laughs> well, hey, who, who knows? You know, who knows? I, I, I imagine, though, that the, the general atmosphere and the general culture in Washington is establishment ruling class. Yes. And if you fail to align with it, you're going to be a pretty lonely person. Yeah, yeah you're not going to go to the well, big parties and stuff or get any of the good drugs. And he wrote, I mean, years ago, and I think you're right. I mean, you know, when we have another friend, Tom Tan, well, you know, it's Tom Tancredo, who said mm-hmm. he thinks Ken Buck just kind of likes being a maverick and doesn't really particularly have any principles. But I think he's gone so far. I think he's he's just abandoned it. And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, and who knows, maybe he'll get, like you said, um, a K-Street job. He can do that and commentary. But I I just think though that was just really smart when you when you when you like you said you have to ask the right questions. Well, let me ask you because we haven't had you on obviously for years and years. What do you? This is one question I like to ask, and we had um, one of our listeners was like, we need to start a vice presidential pool and have a pool there. <laughs> who do you like or who do you think? And I know this is totally none of us know, right? It's mm-hmm. like, but, but what do you think, vice president wise? Um, for Trump, for Trump. Right, right. For his pick. And, and I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't have anybody that I would say, oh yeah, go for that one. You know, on, on you know, the- I get admit, I don't either. Right. I mean, you you have all these names out there and I'm like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie Lake would be great, but she's got Senate. Senate. One yeah. of the things I think about Carrie Lake too, is that she shares with him a executive experience. That's, that's one thing. Then B, she also shares that whole electoral boondoggle. Mm-hmm. And so that, that I think really does help to align her attitude and her, um, her mission with his. So, you know, that, that would be a good choice. I, I well, like to that. To me, the pr- vice president has to be, at least in the eyes of, of his opponents, just as bad as Donald Trump. Right. So, so you don't, if they do an impeachment, they won't go, okay, great. We get. We get, I don't know, Kim Mike Reynolds, Pence. Mike Pence. <laughs> we get Mike Pence again. Um, yeah. so it's got to be somebody who, who they would view as 
as awful as Donald's. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's true. Well, who knows? And sooner or later, I they think once again, Donald Trump plays that correctly in that he kind of trolls us all. Right. Um, I don't know. He may not even know yet, but he gains nothing. I mean, he's even pointed out that the vice presidential candidate doesn't really have very much to do with the president getting elected. Right. Well, you also have to kind of look at the track record of, of Donald Trump well, yeah. uh, picking people. It's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is not good. No, yeah, that's you're true. Yeah, that's right about that. He has had trouble choosing people that will stick and stay and and yeah, uh, yeah. stay aligned with him. Right. There's well, and there's so many incentives for ratting him out. You know what right, I mean? Yes. Right. Once a person gets close to him, that person paints a huge target on themselves, yes, and yes. that target either takes the form of take him out or offer him the world. So right. you know, right. yeah, it's it's. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, look at poor Sidney, not poor, but Sidney Powell, who then pleads guilty and kind of tosses Trump under the bus. I'd like to be Sidney Mm -hmm. Powell along with uh, Jenna Ellis. Jenna Ellis. They both Mm -hmm. pleaded guilty for the case down in Georgia, which looks like maybe going under altogether. They can't bring back their guilty pleas. Well, Well, and what's terrible about that is that it's absolutely opposite the truth. And both of them in their background in law know that this is true. This is yeah. driving. They were invoking a constitutional provision. It was perfectly right. appropriate what he did. And the fact that that case has gone on as long as it has is just a, it, it's it's almost as stupid as the insurrection thing. As, as yes, right. Yes. Amendment 14 for the insurrection. It's almost as stupid as that because here's an insurrection that never took place and with which no one was ever charged. And yet we're going to use that non-event as as the basis on which the judiciary should pick our our ballot choices for us. Right. Holy well, and as we were talking earlier, and in Illinois, it's 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 a, a magistrate, right? The equivalent of a traffic court judge. Yes. yes. Who, I mean, it's like so that's what we have come down to now. Traffic court judges who want their 15 minutes of you know 30 seconds of fame. And she, she did it. indeed get it, right? Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, how can you call that anything but political, right? I mean, it's not even I don't remotely. Care anymore. No, but what I was yeah. saying earlier in the show, Patricia, is I think some of their lawfare stuff is is crumbling. It's getting delayed. Um, it's being exposed. Some right. of it's working because it's harassing Trump. Um, mm-hmm. But I think anymore they have gone so far over that that's one of the reasons people support him because I think people get how corrupt the judicial system is anymore. Uh-huh. And I think they see number one, the unfairness of it, but number two, mm-hmm. this thing, if they could do it to Donald Trump, it's, it's like he always says they could do it to me. And the only thing standing between them and us is him. Don't you think? I think that is so true. And I think that is one of the reasons why this lawfare campaign is actually working to his benefit in, in terms of the polls. So he's getting stronger support. But I think another another thing is at play here, and I bring it out in that article that you referred to earlier, and that is I think the Democrat Party is losing its ideological hold on all but its most most uh, crazy base people, you know, because I think that the um, kind of moderates who use their votes as virtue signals, that kind of Democrat who, oh, I just want to align with the party, the tolerance, and I just want to call myself the compassion and all this bit. I think people who make their votes that way are now kind of going, wow, I have to part company with some of this craziness. So and that doesn't happen until your virtue signal vote ends up costing you when when your own child's school gets closed 
Or your kid is taken away from you for a tranny operation without your knowledge or consent. Exactly. Yeah. Some of these things are going crazy. And and so people who were kind of, you know, somewhat moderate and, and just really wanted to use their vote as a virtue signal. That's all I want to do. And holy buckets. Now my whole city is falling apart. Well, you know, I think that's it's changing people. You're, well, no, I, you're exactly right. You look at the illegal immigration thing, and, and who knows, Denver, I sometimes think is too crazy to be safe. But you're exactly right. It's one thing to virtue signal and say, oh, we're the welcoming country and everyone's welcome here and you're racist if you don't support illegal immigration. But it's an entirely different thing when you're being furloughed so an illegal immigrant with no experience or anything can be hired to take you. I mean, that's different. Or, you know, you've got these people at some of those hotels now, like at Spear and Zunai that have become just mm-hmm. illegal immigrant hotels. I'll, mm-hmm. I mean, and you, and, you know, and it's dangerous to walk in your own community it's, it's exactly as you said it's like that's a whole different thing it's like that okay. would cost me personally and right. the whole deal with virtue signal voting is that it wasn't supposed to come home to roost yeah. you know? yes i was supposed to be insulated in my virtue signal and rewarded monetarily by the party and all this and now all of a sudden that's not happening i'm getting hit with the actual consequences and they're coming into my neighborhood holy wow, wow. that's not well, good. one of the things about the lawfare is that um a lot of black males have been part of the justice system yeah. and if you've ever been part of an inner city justice system it is incredibly unfair um, you mm. know, if they arrest you, you you're done. You know, oh. the system is so overwhelming um, that you're dead. Um, and and they've watched Trump, you know, all of a sudden get a get a poster for him of, of his jailhouse picture. And they go, I like that guy. He knows <laughs> yeah, what I've been oh, through. Okay. He so, becomes so they're creating an alignment that wasn't there before. Yes. Yeah, yes. they yes. really are. I yes. got it. I got I mean, it. He's not, okay. he's not getting black women votes, but he's getting a lot of black men black votes. Black men votes. Okay. Did you see there was another thing to the Colorado legislature? I think they passed it out of committee. I don't think it passed final or maybe the House. It it was that crazy bill that there are a bunch of things in it. But one of the things it does um, is say that if a kid at school, no matter what grade they're in, changes their identity from day to day. Right. The school mm-hmm. has to adjust to that and can be. I, I guess, sued for discrimination, right? If they don't keep up with it. And they don't have to tell the parents. The parents don't need to know that oh. this is even going on. And that goes, I think, to your point, right? That if you're a parent, I think even if you're a liberal Democrat parent, you're like, well, I think I at least should know or be informed if my kid, you know. Oh, sure. Can you imagine being, if- a, being a teenager and that rule goes in? I mean, oh. you're changing your pronouns every couple of weeks. No, just to mess with the teachers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah. you misgendered me. You kind yeah. of look any different than before. I identify this morning. As, as a helicopter, and you misgendered me. Well, and, and, you know, I think that a lot of parents that, that had previously embraced this abstraction. Right. That, you know, now it's not abstract. Now no. my child, Cindy, has come home and and um, and reported it's not that she's, she's yeah. And you want to say to the teachers union, hey, you help create this too, yeah. right? You've now you guys have created. I mean, well, they're they're big in their own pronouns I mean, our and son gender turns fluidity. Well, well, but our son, he turns thirteen tomorrow, and like middle God school, help us, yeah, I know. God school, help us. Oh, he's great. He is great, but God help us. But middle <laughs> school is tricky enough to navigate your way through, and I, sometimes I look at well, like, he says it's all the girls that. Do it. You know, the guys, you know, all the girls, yeah, have another but the gender. Teachers have enough stuff to deal with, right? I mean, and again, it's a teachers' union. It's like you put these people in power, right? And mm-hmm. and so now this is 
this is what's going to happen to you. I mean, because the Colorado legislature, I mean, do you follow them at all? What's going? I mean, it's just crazy what they're oh, doing down there. Down there yeah. yeah, I haven't, I haven't been following as close as I need to. Obviously, look at that—that that I did not yeah. know about. This you don't want to. It's, a, it's an <laughs> yeah, ugly we're thing going to follow. Oregon here, holy crap! <laughs> it just might. <laughs> okay, and so now here's because this is leading up. Leo, you segued into my question. All of our guests—I don't know if you can see the Zoom comments like you. So, um, this is Patricia, Patricia Antone. And they're like, she's good. Where can you read her stuff? So Patricia, where can people hear <laughs> America you and get Out you? Loud. I, I write for America Out Loud. And so if you uh, go to America Out Loud and then you uh, search on, on Patricia Antone, A-N-T-H-O-N-E, and uh, you can get, get my articles there. I also, um, on we have a new show. It's called Unleash, the political hour on America Out Loud. And so... Each wow. week, kind of share hosting of that, and and so there are five different hosts for each of the five different days of the week. That's a Monday through Friday show, and that right. airs um, at five p.m. our time, seven p.m. Eastern time. So that's great. And, and that's then great. and they can just catch the podcast then at where. Uh, AmericaOutloud.com. AmericaOutloud.com. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. America.outloud.news. What am I saying? Okay. AmericaOutloud.news. Okay. That news, N-E-W-S. See, N-E-W-S. And I do want to caution people, you got to be careful because if you put America out loud, you get Google in their wisdom gives you liberal stuff. Right. I mean, because I did the two. I'm like, because I'm like, this doesn't look like somebody who might want to come on our show when I'm studying. <laughs> and, then, and then I went to the link, the actual link, and, and you're right, it's dot news. So it makes dot a difference. News. Okay. Yeah. Makes a big difference. Yes. Thank you very much for clarifying that. Well, so yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. It's great to hear you again. Yeah. Thank you for, for analyzing for, buck for us. All okay. right. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Patricia Antone there. Um, yes, yes. The column is great and it makes total sense. Yeah. Um, on Monday, we want to talk about. What do we want to talk about? Well, I think once again. Fanny Willis is over other than the decision. This is awful. Yeah. This is awful. What? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait another half There'll year, be another year. Trial. No, it, no, it's not that easy, Julie. Not that there easy. Is, the, the establishment rhinos in Colorado do not like people questioning them or pushing back, or not bending over and saying, sure, you know. Um, and the head of the Colorado GOP, Dave Williams, grassroots warrior, um, has not been a good boy, no, as yeah. far as they're concerned. He has not been doing what they told him, so they've launched an all-out attack on him, yet another all-out attack, which, of course, only they read and they do. But I think this is one that deserves defending. Here, what the, the Colorado Sun, the Gazette will pick it up. They're attacking Dave for a mailer that the GOP sent out. They're saying that he sent out a pro-Trump mailer, and this is just how dare leader. they how dare they the guy who was leading the party was leading the nation fully like, endorsed as a party yeah how dare the colorado gop send out a pro-trump mailer it should be a, a pro nikki haley and then be okay exactly and they call this in another the latest example of williams using his party leadership to benefit or defend himself and his allies well, I'm sorry. Isn't that his job to defend the al- and, and his allies being Donald Trump? Us. Yeah. Well, and us. Right. It's like, how dare the head of the Colorado Republican Party use his leadership position to defend and help out the grassroots Republicans? He should have been defending Dick Wildens, who's had a couple of terrible days lately. We're going to play one of these ones maybe Monday where he goes on and attacks Jeff Hunt. It just viciously goes after him. It's so much fun. And again, it's like... With the aid of uh, Billy Thorpe. I mean, How dare 
you know, the Colorado Republican Party and Dave Williams put out a pro-Trump mailer. It's like, how dare they do that? So we're going to be talking about that a little bit, too. And they will not like it that people are pushing back. Um, But that's thank you to everybody on Zoom, Thomas, um, all the great guys at BBS Radio. um, And everybody, remember, catch our shows at ChuckandJulie.com. You can see us on Rumble and everywhere, too. And thank thank the ships at sea and the uh, military and and the uh, police and first responders. Who, who else do you like? Oh, it's quiet. I'm just thanking our friends. Gratitude is an underappreciated <laughs> or an under, there's no such thing. There's nothing wrong. Teachers, non-unionized teachers. Nothing wrong with them. gratitude. We are grateful for all of you guys. Maybe not Chuck as much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Bye-bye, no, everybody. We'll see you. Happy Party Friday.